With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello, welcome back to the Cricket Podcast. This is the third instalment of our eight-match pre or eight-match eight-team preview, if you like, of the IPL uh, 2021. Um, so far, we've talked about the Rajasthan Royals and about the Chennai Super Kings. Um, next up is the team that has changed their name for reasons unbeknown to me. Um, it is the Kings Punjab or the Punjab Kings. The Punjab Kings. Kings Eleven Punjab. <laughs> the Eleven Kings of Punjab. <laughs> King Legends. Yes. The, the, the legends. The King's Eleven legend. Oh my goodness. That's a great way to start a segment. Uh, a little bit on Punjab first, because we do like to set the scene for where these, these cricket teams would be playing uh if we were in a normal world. Uh obviously they're doing sort of a grand tour of India uh instead of playing in their home grounds. But uh if they were playing at home, they would be playing in Punjab. Uh, that is another state in the north of India, a land famous for its rivers. Um, indeed, as uh, the three Persian speakers on this video will know, uh, Punjab is actually derived from two Persian words, Panj, five, and Ab, water, uh, <laughs> because of the five rid- uh, rivers in the region. Uh, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, it's also home to the most visited site on the planet, the Golden Temple in uh, Amritsar. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Uh, I mean, see, this is the bit that I just love about a cricket podcast. You wouldn't get this on a football podcast, would you? You're not, you're not going round and going, oh, and here's the ten sites you want to see in Scotland when you're <laughs> when you're talking about Rangers and Celtic. This is uh, this is great. What what more have you got for me, Jack, on the uh, on the tourism front? Uh, I I haven't got anything. I did it. I um. Uh, well, here's something I do know, actually. The cricket stadium, the PCA stadium, is uh, the eighth best thing to do in Punjab. So there are actually 
seven better things to do if you're in Punjab than watch this team, uh, which, is, which is pretty good. <laughs> Last year, the the Punjab Kings, uh, the 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 uh, the artists formerly known as Kings Eleven Punjab, uh, as uh, Ross Ross talked about <laughs> very confusingly in the intro, <laughs> they were they had a really interesting season. They were absolutely dreadful for the first half. Then they made some changes, recalled Chris Gale, and suddenly they were unstoppable. Uh, on Twitter, we started calling them the Comeback Kings Eleven. Um, Better name. Yeah, at the cricket pod, by the way. Doesn't work now, Um, does it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, you know, as they stood on the precipice of glory, uh, we thought they were going to make it to the playoffs for the first time in years. Uh, They needed one win from two games. Everything was coming down. KL Rahul, King Legend Rahul. And uh, they disintegrated. They lost both matches, uh, including one game to Chennai Super Kings uh, and finished sixth. Um, which was which was very disappointing, wasn't it, Max? I was. I mean, I was convinced that they were going to do it. We'd been panning them for ages. Chris <laughs> Gale came back, and suddenly they just won everything. And I, if if I'm not mistaken, the last few games as well, the, where they needed to get points, were uh, against teams below them in the table. It was against I, the the also Rams, and uh, and you were looking at the their um, their rivals for that final spot were looking then like being Sunrisers who had to face Delhi Capitals and Mumbai. So it was. It was nailed on. They they were there. They were going to do it, and then obviously go on and win. It's the IPL wine mixer, baby. <laughs> it was it was really sad. Um, particularly they won that double super over uh, where where Kale Rahul failed to chase three or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the key men in this in this in the leadership group, Anil Kumble. Uh, he's a big boy of Indian cricket. Andy Flower is his assistant. Um, I think if Andy Flower is ever your assistant. You've made it in whatever your field is, haven't you? I mean, that's that's a that's a proper assistant. Um, Ross, you're laughing away there. Do you reckon you could boss around Andy Flower? Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of picturing me and him on like an episode of MasterChef and him just doing nothing what has been told in terms of him being a sous chef and then uh, out cooking me. I can imagine he's better in almost every way to the majority of people he's an assistant to, except for Anil Kumble. Yeah. And he has to defer to the to the leg spinning legend. Uh, they're captained by KL Rahul, King Legend Rahul, as he calls himself. And that's we're not making that up. That's that's how he refers to himself. Dinesh Kartik confirmed that. Uh, they play in one of the the least loud kits in the IPL. Uh, Grey strides with a red top. Um, players, players, players. I think you know. I'm just going to throw this out there. I think they've got a pretty good team. Um, Dan, let's just hear from you first, and then we'll, we'll get into a little bit of detail. But just if you were going to judge this squad overall, uh, I, I would say n- like above average. I think that they have a better chance than last year. I think that they've still got holes, but they look a far better squad than they did in in 2020 season. And I think they're probably one of the the big winners in the auction. Um, they had they had a big budget to spend, and and they they spent some of it. Uh, a good chunk of it on Jai Richardson, who who for me looks like a really good acquisition, even though he was expensive in terms of being a you know two two bowler, two power play, two death bowler, a guy who can come in at the the death and give it a smack as well. He's got a really good death strike right over the last couple of years. Um, but then they also spent four point two crore on Moises Henriquez, which to me is extremely bizarre because <laughs> I, um, I'm better than Moises Henriquez. That's what I've decided. 
<laughs> I mean, he's hit, he's hit around 14% of boundaries in T20 in the last three years and has a pretty mediocre bowling output. So I, I just don't see the logic there at all. Uh, and, and, and and again, you look at Dawid Milan at 1.5 crore. Now, he's a good player. We've had many, many debates about Dawid Milan and whether he merits this world number one status, etc. But I don't see how he gets in this Kings eleven team without really unbalancing it. And I don't see that they need another player who starts slowly when they've already got Chris Gale who likes to start slowly and Ross's uh, best friend, Kale Rahul as well. The ball so, <laughs> yeah. so so I just I just don't see how he fits into that squad. I think he would have been a good signing for maybe a couple of other teams, but not Kings Eleven. Um uh, so yeah, it's I mean, they've got holes still, like I say, but they've they've also made some big strides. I think uh, I, I like their recruitment. Maybe a like a seven out of ten, maybe for recruitment. Well, that's you know that's better than some teams. Uh, it's it's a but lot better than, than some teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, so on on those players, if you look at the squad in a whole, including the guys that were there last year, we've got names like KL Rahul, Agarwal, Chris Gale. Nicholas Puran, Ravi Bishnoi, Mohamed Shami. Uh, the two Aussie Pacers they've added, Riley Meredith and Jai Richardson, should give them a little bit more you know, firepower in an area which, which they were pretty poor in, in in 2020. Max, we didn't really come to you on that, on that question about how, how good the squad is. Um, do you reckon if you, were, if, you were, if you were a Neil Kumble or Andy Flower, if he's deferred the job to Andy Flower, do you reckon you'd be happy with that as like a core, core bunch of players for your team? I, as you said, I would be happier than last year because uh, of that key acquisition of Jai Richardson, which just gives them that uh, lower order hitting and also something, uh, something to use at the, at the death where they were famously terrible last year. But I think they might be uh, a batsman light in the middle order. That's that's my feeling. Um, I would be almost tempted to um, do something like uh, drop Jordan and bring in Fabian Allen or, or something a little left field because I think they just need that one extra bit. Sort of, um, I don't know, a kind of a, a Glenn Maxwell kind of figure in that sort of middle area. <laughs> that, that That's that's the kind of player that I think they, they could use. And obviously he, he didn't perform last year and he was very expensive, but um, that... That's sort of that's the kind of thing that I think is is just missing from them being real contenders. I, I think I probably agree with that. Although I I would maybe contend that their batting lineup they should be able to put out. So if you've got KL Rahul and Agarwal opening the batting, Chris Gale at three or some combination. Yeah, I suppose they're they're the only people that are going to bat, aren't they? That'll be 160 <laughs> well, that's, for one. Well, that's that's part of it, and then and then Nicholas Puran after that as well. Yeah. It's another sort of world class operator. So you would think that you should across a season get enough productivity out of those players to regularly post par totals, Ross. Yeah, I think so. And I think there's there is a real bit here where I think they've just got a bit of a better better balance than they did last year in their bowling lineup. So it's always focused when Chris Gale's part of the conversation, the guy is coming up to being what, forty five? And so there is a bit where how long can he continue to Chris Gale for? But Chris Gale believes that he can Chris Gale forever. So that is a great thing for Kings Eleven. <laughs> He's only 41, Ross. He's got a good five years left in the tank. Um, but when they're having, you, you have to hide Chris Gale in the field. He was like short fine leg, short third man kind of bit. And even then, like, some of those positions, more and more, players can hit the ball there really quite hard. So there is a bit where how much you need to sacrifice. But 
throughout his career, he has been definitely in the positives in terms of player impact and batting impact. Um, I think from a bowling point of view, Jack, I think they've actually got the bowlers to defend some of the totals now that they, that they get themselves into. I thought Arshdeep Singh bowled really well last year, and I'd be surprised not to see him in the lineup. Um, Riley Meredith with his, um, he had a better tash than I do from like I had last year, um, but he's exciting, right? And Mohamed Shami's what coming back from injuries had time to prepare. I think that that's a, that's a huge bonus for having someone like him back combined with Jai Richardson. There are question marks at the time of recording, which is still a couple of weeks from the IPR about whether about Mohammed Ross's Shami... tash earlier in the year, <laughs> <laughs> about whether Mohammed Shami will make the beginning of the IPL. But yeah, when he does come back, uh, he's he's an absolute quality operator. Uh, I'm, I'm mainly looking forward to seeing Nicholas Puran. I think I think over 2019 2020 he scored more than 1500 runs. Uh, in T20 cricket at an average of about 35, striking at 155. That is, for a number four, uh, that's, they're big numbers. Big, big numbers. And, um, you know, I, hopefully we, we, get, we get some Puran fireworks, as we saw in the T- T10 league, actually. I mean, there won't be any farmers bowling to him, so it won't be as easy. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, can, he, can really, he can really get hold of it. Uh, young stars, Ross, you just mentioned Arshdeep Singh. Mm. The other one I'd throw in, uh, Ravi Bishnoi. Uh, now, both of those, I think, broke out last year. Like we, we, They're this kind of known quantities. But I reckon this season they have the potential again to elevate uh, their, their sort of game to, a, to another tier. Do you reckon? Well, I'm going to. So normally, when I talk about young Indian players, uh, I, I, I speak my heart rather than my head. And Dan, you're a more head than heart kind of operator. What do you think about Ravi Bishnoi and Ashdeep Singh, and uh, even Ishan Porel as well? That was beautifully well, deflected, it- by the way. <laughs> I, I'm a canny operator as well, don't you worry. <laughs> it was interesting that you, you guys mentioned um, Arshdeep Singh and uh, Ravi Bishnoi as the two breakout stars, potentially, because I ha- in my notes for, for this podcast, I actually put two different names as breakout stars for Kings Eleven. So that's pretty positive in that perhaps we spoke about Rajasthan in the previous pod about maybe they haven't got the young players quite ready to play in the team yet, but I think Kings Eleven could have. So Ishan Perel, uh, I, I thought it was bizarre that they didn't play him last year. Max mentioned earlier about their, their very poor bowling numbers generally. So when they had someone, a local player on the bench who just didn't get game time, who'd done really well in the side Mushtaqali Trophy uh, before the uh, IPL. And in fact, Perel has taken 20 wickets at an average of 14 in the last two years inside Mushtaqali Trophy. And if that doesn't qualify him to get into one of the worst bowling teams in the entire competition, <laughs> I'm not sure what does. So um, I would love to see Ishan Perel get some good game time this year and show show what he's made of. I, I wrote about him in my book as a player to watch and I was really disappointed he didn't play last year. So I'm hoping that, that the Kings Eleven think tank rectify that in the coming tournament. And the other player that I want to see play a bit more, and, and I think one of you guys mentioned earlier about the, the sort of lower middle order of, of Kings Eleven being a bit ropey. And I, I'm not a massive fan of, say, like a 5-6 of Mandeep Singh and Deepak Huda, for example. I just don't see that it's particularly explosive and has a lot of upside in terms of strike rate. So I wonder whether Prab Singman Singh might get a bit more game time as well. Now, he made his debut when he was 18. I think he got bought for quite a lot of money when he was 18. And I think that was probably 
too soon. But I think there's some growing evidence to suggest that he's actually more ready now at 20. Uh, in the recent side, Mushtaq Ali Trophy hit 341 runs at an average of 85. Not bad. And a uh, strike rate of 142. So just, just 20 years of age. So they're, they're really promising numbers for Prab Simran Singh. And... Uh, he offers another wicketkeeper option, although they've already got two in the two in the first eleven <laughs> already with Carol Hull and Nicholas Peran. So, so it's I a think good slip, Gordon. Yeah, well, thank you very much. <laughs> Doesn't Gail feel that slip as well? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> um, one player, one player. I'm. Um, I don't know much about and Dan, Dan. I think we did talk about him after the auction. Sold for a lot of money. Uh, Sharuk Khan. Um, mm. What does he do, just, just to, to enlighten us? Uh, good question. I need to refer to some notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Is> it, <laughs> we are talking about the cricketer here, by the way. <laughs> not the Bollywood, not the Bollywood <laughs> not film the Bollywood star. star. Yeah. 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 Uh, he bowled off breaks, doesn't he? <laughs> Let me have a look. I think he bowled right off, off his. There was a great video of him, uh, I think it was him, getting told, or the team he was playing with, getting told that he'd been picked up in the IPL for lots of money on their team bus, uh, mm. jetting around somewhere. Um, which, which Probably going to that bus terminal in Chennai. <laughs> Before, while, while Dan's looking that up to, to enlighten us, uh, English players Max and Ross, stab with Milan and Chris Jordan, do you expect them to play, Max? Uh, I expect one of them to play. It'll probably be Chris Jordan. They seem to be quite keen on, on picking picking him and um he's sort of he has he has the odd game doesn't he where he makes everyone think that he's really good at, at death bowling and then also has the odd game where suddenly it looks like he hasn't got a clue how to do death bowling so it's interesting with uh, with Chris Jordan you often don't know what you're going to get but they seem to be uh, quite um quite happy with him and, and picking quite often and as we've already mentioned it's probably unlikely that David Milan is going to play he doesn't really fit in with uh, what they need and how many overseas players they've got um but you know it's it's nice for him that he got a, got a contract i suppose yeah. it's a nice so a I, nice I, little I, lockdown holiday so i i i, I, th- I think that it, he shouldn't really get a look in if i'm perfectly honest so i think riley meredith actually is probably going to be a better option he's something a little bit different he's Chris Jordan, gen- that is, yeah yeah but yeah, but yeah no but he's a little bit different than david milan uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but there's also like Puran needs to play. Jai Richardson needs to play. They're, they're probably going to have to stick with Chris Gale after his heroics from last year. Um, but if not, then uh, you're looking for a kind of a better option. And probably Fabian Allen, as you mentioned before, might be a better better fit, especially when they're looking for a bit more batting. I think they've improved their bowling unit. Um, so I'm just I'm just not sure Jordan's going to play, and I'm not sure David Milan is going to get looking over anyone who gets injured. Really, it's probably the only opportunity. Dan, did you get to the bottom of the Sharuk Khan mystery? I, I, I certainly did. Uh, he's almost 26 years old, so it's pretty late to be kind of recruited to play in the IPL. Um, and I think that we talk, talked a bit earlier about Mandeep Singh and Deepak Hooda not being particularly explosive uh, with the bat, and. Uh, Sharak Khan certainly is in terms of he's he doesn't doesn't leave leave the pitch wondering if he should have had a little bit more intent that's for sure. <laughs> uh, 
So he hits almost 20% of ball space for boundaries in T in T20 with a really good four and six ratio as well. So uh, if you divide the number of fours by the number of sixes and it's less than two, which his is, then that's uh, really, really quite strong in terms of that six hitting bias and that extra intent. But the problem with him is that he doesn't really last very long. So he has about 14 balls per dismissal at a lower level. So you would assume that generally speaking, in, in with T20 cricket, uh, players are much better at maintaining strike rate and intent when they step up in level, but they just get out more often. So I can see maybe like quite a few like 18, 20 runs off 10 balls type innings from this guy. I think that that's going to be what what uh, they've recruited him for. And actually, I would probably go as far as to say that that's probably needed more in their group at five or six. As you said, the top four might take the lion's share of the ball. So they want someone who can just come in and give it a whack lower down. But uh, don't expect him to last long. And maybe he makes... Abdul Samad look uh, a stability orientated player <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Sounds like um, he's disappointed plenty of batting partners in his past, so uh, long <laughs> may that continue. He's got an, a nice launch angle. Uh, historically, the Kings Eleven, uh, as they used to be called, or the Punjab Kings, as uh, they haven't yet played as, but. Um, yeah, we're just going to use those interchangeably because we're never going to remember, are we? Let's face it. <laughs> um, they have finished... So there have been 13 IPL seasons. They've played them all. They have finished outside of the playoffs on 11 occasions, which is pretty good when um, when half the teams make the playoffs every year. That's a, that's a commitment to subpar performance. Uh, they last appeared in the playoffs in 2014 where they actually finished as runners-up. Before immediately finishing last again in 2015. Um, before I tell you the odds, Ross, how do you think they'll get on? I actually think they've got a good squad here. And I think from the excitement from following them last year, they're one of those... It's difficult sometimes to build an affinity with an IPL team or any franchise cricket for that matter. This one, they're a little bit captivating. And I think they have the players to actually challenge. Um, and I think they will make the playoffs. And I do think they've got the match winners in the side to actually challenge the big teams as well. Uh, Max, the odds are 10 or 11 to 1. They're actually the long shot with the bookies in the UK. Um, would you be tempted to take a punt at ten to one on the Punjab Kings? Absolutely, that is that is the best value available on the betting market from my point of view for the <laughs> IPL twenty twenty. <laughs> Sponsored um, by no one yet, but <laughs> I think the only thing that could, could let them down. So, uh, fellas, how how are you with your communist uh, thinkers, um, Antonio Gramsci? Uh, no, I'm guessing there's a lot of blank faces looking back at me. Uh, he, there's, a, there's a famous phrase from him. Uh, the, the old world is dying and the new world is struggling to be born. And I, I think this is a juncture in the Kings 11, King, uh, Punjab Kings history. I think, I think we've reached that juncture. The old Kings 11 are dying. Uh, but I, I, I think the Punjab Kings might be struggling to be born, if that makes sense. I'm not sure what they'll do with all these players. I'm not sure uh, whether the Kumblay-Andy Flower dynamic will hold together or, or, or whether Andy Flower's prodigious ego will take over and um, and sink the ship. I'm not sure whether KL Rahul will you know, win the orange cap and also score a reasonable run rate. So I think, you know, I reckon they'll just make the playoffs but go out in the first round. Uh, Dan, does that sound like a reasonably fair appraisal? Yeah, and I think that probably would represent progress for them as well mm. um, from, from last year. I actually think that 
that they've got a decent shout to come in in top four. Um, but I think a lot depends on how they structure up and whether they make the right decisions, like you said earlier, that that think tank and making those maximum efficiency decisions is is critical. There's, they've got holes in their squad, no doubt about that. They they really lack an aggressive hitter as an all-rounder, and uh, they let one go. And um, also, they don't really have an elite leg spinner, a real proven quant quantity as a leg spinner as well and they're kind of a lot of the time they're two prerequisites for success in t20 in terms of team building so so that's a bit of a hurdle that they've got to overcome um yeah i think they can come top four and then after that if they can get themselves into say like a 40 40 60 or a 45 55 matchup against someone they've got the chance of progression too so mm -hmm. yeah fairly confident about their chances so after all that positive stuff um, I think we all kind of agree on, uh, it sounds like a consensus has formed among us that they're going to be one of those teams, and I, I said this on in the CSK preview, that they're going to try and get par with the bat regularly, and they, they, they're probably going to rely on their bowling to get them out of those situations, or to bowl them to victory. Um, I guess the questions around that, uh, Max... Is has their if you're if you're facing them, you're the captain of the opposition team. Do you think that either of those facets can be targeted? Do you think you can stop from scoring par, and do, or do you think that their their bowling is maybe targetable in some way? I I, I think um, I probably say the easiest thing to do is maybe stop them scoring par. Um, if you can get a couple of early wickets in in that power play, you're then um, sort of. Uh, bringing in that that middle order, which maybe um, um, might be more oriented to quick fire runs, and if if they're in early and required to build an innings, there's there's a risk there that they could they could fall short. I think they they may have succumbed to a couple of situations like that in in the previous year. I think their bowling um, looks pretty strong. I there's always opportunity for people to have off days, but I think uh, um, a, a strong power play up front would be uh, a good a good platform if you can um, uh, get those people out early who like to build their innings. Then, um, as we've spoken about before, uh, it's all very well if you score eighty off sixty, but if the first twenty of those is twenty off twenty and you get out after that, then it becomes a problem. I am looking forward to seeing K.O. Rahul bat for the first 10 overs and then being ordered to hit his own stumps because he can't accelerate. I think that is that, that, that should be the team orders in Formula 1. I think team orders should happen in cricket a little bit more often and uh, the captain's sacrifice might be uh, something we get to see. Uh, we've got time for a couple of twi 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 Twitter, 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 Twitter questions. Blimey, I don't know what happened there. Um, <laughs> Vinay asks, and Dan, I think you'll probably, I think I know the answer to this, but um, it, it's kind of the big question for them this season. Uh, have the Kings made a mistake by releasing Maxwell? Uh, yeah, I think so, because they lack that skill set. So they don't really have an off spinner in their batting group unless you use the very occasional Chris Gale. Um, and, and so that, that leaves them quite exposed against teams who are left-hander happy. Um so that's 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 a slight issue, and obviously he's got that explosive uh, hitting as well. He didn't really deliver. He hasn't really delivered consistently in the IPL in recent years. But I'm unconvinced as to whether that's not just variance, really. You know, short seasons a lot of the time. He's shown he can do it around the world. So why can't he do it in the IPL? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that I, I probably would have either looked to retain Maxwell or buy him back at a cheap price, which wouldn't have manifested itself anyway. Um, I just, I just think that if you're comparing him to, I mean, I've got 
Gail Peran and Richardson as three nailed on overseas players in their squad. Yeah. And I'm a bit uninspired by the choice of the other five. Um, I'm very uninspired by Chris Jordan at this level. Uh, Meredith has still got a lot to prove and he's not really a death bowler either. Um, Henrique, as we've already talked about, Milan, we've already talked about, and Fabian Allen is a hitter uh, with not massive bowling output. So I think that there was, there is a Maxwell space in their overseas slots for for him. And um, yeah, I probably would have kept him. Dan, Dan, sorry sorry to jump in, Jack, but is there sometimes a bit where teams suffer because of the big name player and actually by getting rid of Maxwell they might have a bit the, the, the team might be a little bit closer together you're not actually relying on oh don't worry Glenn Maxwell will hit the runs and when he inevitably hits no 60s in the whole of the IPL it's, it's not a major shock to a, a franchise like um, Kings Eleven. I don't know I, I'm, I'm not sure if I buy into that at this level and um, I don't know what Max was like in terms of his personality and stuff, so that's really difficult to say. But no, I think you just pick your best players at this, in these tournaments most of the time. The, the the tournaments are so short. If you can't, even if there are a couple of like say difficult personalities in the group, you're there for six weeks. Just get on with it. You know, Alex Ferguson managed to do that famously at Man United for for you know best part of 20 years. So in terms of managing those complex personalities and getting the most out of Maverick players. And I think that the you know cricket teams probably should do that same thing as well. So now I've got no issue with with uh, Maxwell being at Kings Eleven and I think that they're a poorer team without him. And you know with when you look at their overseas choices, I assuming you know, disregarding the fact that I probably would have released Jordan and I wouldn't have bought Henriquez and I would have not paid that much for Riley Meredith. That it gives you the budget to sign Maxwell and like a Adam Milne or a Mustafizer or something like that instead. So you could have messed around with the budget a little bit differently and and, and I think got better results. Like last question then, uh, Max, you get you get the honour of finishing the Kings segment or the Kings preview. Galsam asks, would it be better if Punjab Kings cease to operate? Well, that's a that's a <laughs> bit of a bit of a harsh question, isn't it? Um, uh, no, no, I don't think it would because then why? How would we complain about Kale Rahul eating balls if they didn't exist anymore? They're important for for the future of the cricket podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful answer um you can tweet us at the cricket pod etc the next preview we'll be doing is cole catter night riders but we will take a break now sports social podcast network with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.